Good afternoon. It's impossible, Whopper. Make me feel like Blade. So I have the substitute thing of the original thing. Wow, that's crazy. It's 68 degrees outside. People acting like it's hot. For real. So, I was talking to someone about the gas prices last night. And I was uh, noticing some imaginary lines just now when I reflect about it. So, I'm going to link three things that don't make sense together as best as I can. Because, you know, what happens inside your brain when you try to put it in words be confusing. I think that's my thing after I do it in my head. To give a realization... And something I noticed. Okay. The gas prices, the prison system, and money. I'm going to align those things. People are upset about the gas prices because it affects their money. People in prison, because I was watching a, a million million dollars worth of game with Rilo and Gilly, Gilly, Gilly the Kid. So... He was talking about he did five minutes. If you look on Facebook, he did five minutes of a crime. Two robberies that took two and a half minutes and got 20 years. The guy, he said the OG in prison was asking him in the off-putting way where he was like, so how long did it take you? Like, what do you mean? He said, how long did it take you to get 20 years to get your residency here, he said. After, like, enough of whatever confusion and try to explanation, he explained to him, he said, he looked at his paperwork, he looked at the affidavit, the statement, and the camera footage, or whatever it was that was going on back at the time, and he looked at the time that he got in and got out the, the store to commit the crime, then went to the next one and got out and committed the crime. It was about two and a half minutes he was in there, more or less. But when they convicted him of both crimes, ended up being five minutes he said, he said something that shook him. He said, five minutes of one simple crime, I mean, two crimes. You didn't kill nobody. But you got 20 years of your life taken away from you. And he sat and did that 20 years. No freedom, no family, no technology. Watching crimes, maybe partaking in them. Harsh living. It's a system you had to do for 20 years. For five minutes. And you got people out here mad that if you spend 150 no, five dollars, four hours on taking gas, the, 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 the world going to end.
but now let me get to the thing about gas, prison, and money. So, him doing that 20 years, he said something later on talking about how you had kingpins that he was locked up with saying that it was not going to work at McDonald's, it was not going to work at fast food. They couldn't do that nine to five life, like how people be out here doing shit. They bigger than that. He said, You got dudes in there. You used to move way, big, big bosses and shit. Working way harder than people out here. Just to get a little change, getting 30 cents a day, 30 cents an hour. Siphoning off little jalapenos, crackers, and little petty shit. Just to be able to do just a tiny smudge extra in the circumstance that they in. And it's like, damn, that's so true. But let me go back to the 20 years. Hold on a second. I think they confused. Yep. Oh, yep. I wasn't paying attention. For 20 years of so many people, my is a system that's crazy to me. Like, I'm going to tell you where the imaginary lines are. So, let's say, example, the crime that he committed. And the 20 years that they dish out to him, that he has to lose his freedom. And the amount of money that the judge got paid, the police officer arresting the investigation, the district attorney that got paid off of that case. You know how I was explaining to you that there's a chain of system that everyone, all these people come, all these random people you don't know, literally waiting, in waiting somewhere, some situation in their life. The whole essence and job is to be able to put you away and work in the chain system and be able to put you away and take your freedom away. And they get paid for that. So... not about rehabilitation. It's a two-sided system where it's like, once that cop gets you, take you to jail, write that paper up, handcuff you, drop off at the jail. That was second thought. You know? Once they convict you or some shit like that, if it's not a major case, if it's something small, they don't care. If it's what they consider major, like murder, rape, Person, uh, bank robbery, you know, if it's something major, yeah, and they pay attention, they can have something to talk about. If it's not that, I don't remember nothing, I don't remember shit about you, forget you. But again, all those people getting paid, just they're paid to be your downfall, not rehabilitating you, and not trying to understand no circumstance on. How to stop you from knowing what you can do, or how they can turn that around. I'm not saying that's every case, but I think there's like a 2% chance that they care or put any intent for that. It's rare. They'd rather you do that 20 years of losing your freedom 
because they feel like they chose the right thing to do with their lives. Because uh, he did say later on in another situation where he said he met a guy that hated him, and he never knew why, but the guy was mad enough to tell him why he hated him. He said the man hated him because he did everything right. He went to school. He got this job. And he did this and he did that. He made all the right decisions, but still not where he at, where he wanted to be in life. Meanwhile, this dude made bad decisions, did time 20 years, got out, and is doing way better than him. And that upset him so much. He said that shook him. Again, he was taken back by a dude being mad enough to tell him that that's what it was. And I'm like, and being the fact that, yeah, he went in young, too. He went in, what, 20, 17? So 20 years, 37, he out. I don't know his age, but in another instance, them 20 years that you in there, that they keeping you in jail, this is crazy to me, but the prison does get paid for you to be in jail, to maintain and keep your freedom away. They have to pay these people, for all these prisoners, to keep them out of society. They have to get paid. I mean, not some of them are private prisons, some of them, I think, are state-owned, owned by the state. So the state has to take tax rates out of all people's money, like you and me, to pay the correction officers, the, the, I don't know about it. I don't think about if, if they got to pay for lights and water, but maybe it's something that they got to do. I don't think that uh, they got to pay for the land. I don't know how, you know, definitely people don't pay, look at certain things to know. But I don't know if they got to pay for the land the prison is built on or is that tax rate that going to build the prison. So I don't know. Whatever the case may be, they got a salary that they got to pay everybody and run the facility to the doctor's. And the psychologists, if they got them, if they even care. But every basic thing that you would think that they have running that shit, they got. Now, they have them in there in place, uh, you know, like to claim that they're going to rehabilitate people and not just keep it like as a slave imprisonment, you know. But they use tax rate dollars to run that shit and maintain, and they keep it running like shit because people that run them don't care about it because why? Oh my god, it's those guys. Because it's guaranteed money, and then those are criminals. They don't care about giving criminals good treatment because why? They've been taken away from society because they weren't doing this what they're supposed to do and respecting others and you know whatever their situation was. And when they find you guilty, put you away. You gonna work for free? Yeah, you're gonna basically work for free. You're not working for anything to a certain point, and you're gonna do that for years. So that 20 years that that guy got. It's like that was his energy of his, his his life. You get me? So I'm using him as just an example. That 20 years of energy is a currency. That every day that they get paid for him being in there, that's a sort of income. You get me? Now, if you lock up, that's 500 million. If you lock up 60 million people in prison all across America, I don't know if it's that many people in prison, but. So you lock up 60 million people, and you know they don't have to pay to work, and these people don't have their freedom. It's like, that's a source of income, you get me? That's a free source of income because, one, the labor is so cheap and free. Two, on top of that, you're getting paid because if prison didn't get paid tax rate dollars, if they had to be run by actual people... They already corrupt and committing whatever crimes and stuff they're doing in doing in the prison systems enough as it is. 
but they double down because more people are more greedy and they have more underhanded shit that they do. Being as it is, imagine if we live in a society where you couldn't use taxpayer dollars to keep a prison running. They have to go off the people themselves. They have to be willingly wanting to pay for prisons. Motherfuckers will break out of prison on a regular basis because nobody would give a damn and care. Like, you know, it's a non-profit prison. <laughs> Imagine that, a non-profit prison. They take donations to run the prison. People would be dying. People would be ill-trained. Equipment would be just not style, be understaffed. They already say that's like right now in prison alone as it is because we in this generation where people see where their lives are going to go. I doubt that you want to sit in there being a correctional officer for 15, 20 years of your life. People do it. I'm just saying. Good money. But psychological effects and things that you get into to pass the time. People get depraved. They, you have common situations. There's going to be common words. Correctional officers start relationships with the females or the men. Men to men. Women to women. The male to female. You're locked in a box with them. You and theirs, you're in them. You're in there with them too. Is the common thing that you gotta realize. You're in there, but they're getting paid to be there, and they willingly chose to be there. You're not getting paid to be there, and you didn't really choose to be there. You gotta accept the terms and agreements in the society that you're gonna live in. And these people decide to railroad you if that's your case, or you got caught fucking up in something that you know that you shouldn't be doing. Where, you know, it hurt the other people, it's all going to hurt you. So now I'm going to get to the gas prices. Like I said about the time that this man had, 20 years. So now look, let's say gas. So I'm sitting here, his car's burning, gas is on, I'm sitting in the AC. So people are going to complain for the gas prices because of how much it costs. That means if, it, if I sit here, and I need to make $50 more than fifty dollars today just to cover gas spent if I was to get a full tank of gas today. Let's say I go three hundred and eighty miles on the full tank. So three hundred and eighty miles. I would do the three hundred and eighty miles divided by how much would the gas price create Ugh. gas price be someone to the right gas station. Three hundred and eighty miles divided by three point 85. What does that mean? It's going to cost me $98 to fill up my tank? No, I did the math over here. Five miles. I don't know. How many miles does the car go per gallon? I won't remember. But... Yeah, that's what I was supposed to do. Find out. Well, okay, I don't know. I'm not going to think like that right now. My brain isn't... I'm trying to finish what I'm talking about. Um, All these people, don't, they're not making income. So that free labor... Because, you know what I'm saying? When you... If I have to make more than $50 today, I have to find ways to put my energy into making that lump sum. Like, I'm sitting here doing Grubhub in the car talking to the phone, waiting for an order to pop up. That's the effort I'm putting in, in the economy. Someone that can't, doesn't have a ride, wants something to eat, is willing to part ways with their dollar income, which is electronic, and then the company 
mediums my effort. They get a piece on that platform. So they do that. They medium it, and I'm the one that got to put in the legwork. So the energy I'm spending is the legwork and the time in exchange to try and beat that $50 for today. Right? But now, see, them people in prison, they just not paying no of that shit. They, they got, you got a place to sleep and eat and exercise. That's how they take it. I'm going to hide what, and they don't give a fuck. So now, I'm outside. I'm going to pay for a place to sleep, eat, and use internet and Wi-Fi. No, I don't pay for that. I'm just saying, like, you might as well be a dude. Then they got a card note in that contract. It was the crazy lady texting me. I need to also my card note card. I said, I thought you liked the card note. And the bill, you was telling me to get one. What the hell? Now you need help paying your shit? I'm sorry. I'm not. But you said, you're an adult. You should like paying them bills. But I don't. I want, I'm assuming when you stuff, I want to do it. Not resentfully start paying for stuff just for my convenience. Make no sense to me, but. Now, tying it all together. When your gas prices fluctuate, people get upset because now they know that they got to spend more time to make more money just to pay for the gas to get to the place that they were originally going to make the money. Like, if you was getting ten fifty an hour, eleven fifty, let's say you're getting $13.50 an hour. Get $13.50 an hour times 10 hours. You made 130 files for that day. If you get it, I send you the next day. It was one thirty-five. Now you gotta pay for the gas, which is gonna subtract. That's that that one thirty-five in paper form is energy. You ex I mean that's your energy you exchange. It's in a paper form or electronic form now. You're gonna be like, okay, it's one thirty-five I got for today, and you do that five times. It's six seventy-five. Now you're gonna take that energy, that imaginary line of six seventy five, and go put seventy dollars in the tank for gas. Now you got six oh five. You got a vice, you get a shot or you drink alcohol or you buy a pack of cigarettes. Something unnecessary, something minor, and then you use that five dollars. Boom, now you got the six cents. You just converted like damn seventy something hours of your time went to just the gas and some random at the gas station you picked up. <clears throat> this is what it is. People want to spend more of their ability to be able to make the money do the frivolous things that they want to do. Meanwhile, you got people locked away in prison that can't do what they want to do, and their time is being like uh, taken advantage of, and there's nothing that they can really do, really, really do. And so, the gas and the money. The gas might be liquid. It's a liquid version of income, money. You get gasoline. Gasoline affects people's choices. Not getting gas. I mean, if it goes, the price go up, people start making life choice, life decisions. You understand me? People are like, full tank of gas going to cost me $75? It makes people less inclined to go out or go to certain places. So, it affects, it's a chain effect system, you get me? How I'm saying about 
them people in prison, just like near a chain system, they represent a certain form of currency and income. Gas represents the currency and income. It just looks different. You know, people cannot get to work. People cannot get things done. It's a transportation currency. Uh, the prison's like a people currency, physical currency of effort and labor in exchange to do something. It could, they create something. I don't know if they do that now, but still, but that's what it was. So me sitting here understanding that, damn, it's a bunch of things like this in that way. It blows my mind. There's a Hyundai. There's a Oh, not here. There was a car earlier. It was next to me. I thought this car was white. This car was gray. I'm not feeling so good. I'm just finishing my breaking. My eyes are burning. I need to go to sleep. I've been up all night. I wanted to talk to. Who I got on there? Damn it! I'm about to fall asleep and I gotta be up in two hours, three hours for a brief second in between being awake and asleep. I'm trying to get this out, but what dawned on me about life and love and what people have a bunch of shit to say on the internet and TV is that uh, for you to exist, for life, for life to exist is irrelevant of love the human species to be made all those things we come to find in the reality of the world we live in is great there's some takeaways but I was uh, gonna talk to the girl in Thailand and I looked at her picture I'm like my guy instinct thought damn I wanna put some nut in this girl and we can have kids right it was nothing in my mind that was focused on like marriage, relationship, commitment. First primal thought was busting this girl, she gonna have a kid. Wonder what that kid gonna turn out to be like. But it wasn't like yeah, like you understand, it wasn't teamwork, cooperation. So that means regardless if uh you do the whole family dynamic and raise a child you can create life. So when you have 10 different baby mamas and kids out in the world, life does not care if you wanted making a child and does not care about if you're in love, if, you ha if you're in love to make this kid. Imagine if you had to be in love with the person you had a child with and the only way a child could be born is if you stayed in love for five years as a minimum for that woman to be pregnant and birth a child. Uh, a child can only be birthed through love. Human population would die out. So it'll make you realize something. That's not the case. I can be born and my dad can leave my mom. Regardless of whatever. And my mom can do the same thing. So it's not about love. It's genetics. Human population is based off of the anatomy of life is for our lives it's I my body's designed to make nut sperm the female's body designed with eggs to create versions of a male and a female and she can push them out 
with my genetics does creating life regardless if we're in love and if we were and if we have a family that life came into existence through our efforts and her effort too it's just about making sure the child survives up until 18 to do the same thing is what I want to finish this with go back to sleep Being the first layer of human, you know, in my imagination, I start fantasizing all things. It might have to go somehow logically. We got stem cell research in America. We got the ability to grow plants. We can actually affect the chromosomes of animals and stuff. We can clone sheep puppies. Um, even uh, some of the fruit we can manipulate to get certain things out of them. But we, for some reason, aren't able to make a super zero. That can make people super fast, super strong, and super smart. Why is that? We don't have a cure for cancer or AIDS, though. We told we don't have a cure for AIDS, though. Or any other sexual transmitted disease that they got out here. You know, or cancer, or alopecia, herpes, you know, uh, Ebola, Zika. We really just, our bodies really can't just find a way to be immune to that. I wonder why that is. But I think it's maybe. We also don't have cars that run on water, somewhat electricity. The current on water in the band electric weight itself. And I just thought about this. If your car ran on water and electricity, I can't finish the thought for some reason my brain is clogging up and smoking up. I'm trying to think about this. If your car ran on water and electricity, what would that look like? Anyway, first layer of humans, in my mind, I'm like, all these trailers and trucks I'm looking at, yeah, to me on the outside, it looks on the highway while I'm driving. I feel like they transport and export in certain kinds of experiments and certain kinds of things as a front, because there's no way now you can't fly all everything everywhere. You can if you got the money, but at the same time, some places can't be reached by planes, so I gotta import it. So let's say right now I'm sitting next to me at a box that I happen to find by accident where if I was to inject it right now with myself, it would give me super sight. But at the cost of giving me super sight, my uh, glands in my eyes would uh, cause other issues in my body. Because my body is not adjusted to whatever thing that I just injected myself with. For example, if I was to inject myself with this uh, serum right here, it would be permanent. I cannot undo it. Like, let's say, like the max. So, let's say the max which my body is supposed to protect me. This serum right here would force the glands of my retinas to be expanded to heighten my uh, alertness and 
uh, abilities that far away um, you know, motion, a bunch of things that your eyes can do. Seeing low light areas and all that stuff like that, to the point I could damn near see almost at night. Right? But, oh, you know what? This is a better analogy. The same way all the blood from your brain and your body as a guy gets pumped into your dick, and then all that everywhere else is just like losing blood. Let's say the same thing gets done, but to your eyes. You get me? It's not like that. You got more power, more sight, you know, just that, just that example from taking a serum, and you cannot do it. You have to find a way to cope. You have to eat a certain kind of diet. And, um, because we're certain shades because of that. You know? And over time, my body would slightly adjust but not fully. You get me? Let's say you dilute something for it to get to become the perfect form of what it is. So if I was the first generation, the first layer of human to get this serum right here, and um, I decided to start a family after having this in my body for ten years, five years, somewhat built a tolerance for it. I would get a lady pregnant. And then the kid would be the second generation of having this. And then they, the body would be built different to adjust what I had done with myself. And they would just be slightly better, but not really different. And then in 30 years of that kid's body adjusting to the environment with the serum, the diluted version of the serum running through its veins and its DNA, that kid will adjust. So now when they have a kid, 30 years from now, the kid will be third generation with that uh, serum line running through his humanity's DNA and adapt to its setting and environment with the light and the atmosphere. I think by the seventh or eighth generation, the body will have found a way to become more acute and expect uh, certain conditions where we don't want to see up to. 50, 60,000 feet away, clearly, clear as day. And you know, us first layer humans aren't made like that. So, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, why aren't they able to start doing this? Say, all oh, human experiments, but yet, motherfuckers want to be doing trans shit. Nigga, I want fucking superpowers. I want to be able to have super sight. I want to watch. Wanna watch girl strip from a mile away in the apartment complexes. It's like what the fuck? Or other shit, you know? It'd be good for the military. A little bit. Snipers. So you start to see what happens now once this becomes a thing. There's a lot of dangers to other people. That's why they don't have it readily available for everyone to be able to have access to it. Who knows what can happen, you know, one thing you expect will be an outcome to come something else. So why I say first layer is because I think at a certain point, the reason why so much of us are going is this, because there's just actually other human versions of us on this planet. There's actually alternate versions of us on this planet. 
far as our brain capacity is aware of, we are aware that we don't know what we don't know. The whole thing is, the thing that we don't know, is it aware of us not knowing? Or does it play on the fact that we don't know and continue on? Because sometimes the world feels empty. It feels busy, but it feels limited. Like, there's still more going on than what you actually perceive in your day-to-day basis of living. But, you're sort of limited on how you live and what you do because of how you think humans are designed, how you think humans live, breathe, and eat and feel. Our imagination seems to be unlimited, but the physical state that we can put in seems to be limited too. Like I say, the keyword seems to be. If we go based off of time, we seem limited, but if time wasn't a factor, how many of you have come to that conclusion? You know, it was the worst thing that happened to me one time. When I went to sleep, I think you guys watched the scene Freddy Krueger or Nightmare on Elm Street, where she got thrown in the dream and then there was a bird in her real life. There was a time I had like this Lego piece. You guys sound crazy. There was a time I had a Lego piece I picked up in the dream on the floor in the kitchen. And like, I picked it up. And I was going to take it with me, and I didn't notice, and then I woke up off the dream. And then, um, I woke up off the dream with the Lego piece in my hand. But what happened was, when I, I had it, I was like, oh, I have the Lego piece. What happens is, I saw it in my hand while I was awake, and then it faded away. Like, it, it just dematerialized. It was like the weirdest shit. So that happened. What was that? That was like two years ago. It was way longer than that. Whatever the case may be, it just felt. It just felt like wow. I think just me. I could say that I experienced that, or someone else could claim they had the same situation to them too. Sure, sure. But I don't need nobody to co-sign or stuff like that. Like, some people talk about how they experience God and uh, religion and a whole bunch of other things. It is true, but every reality that we each made on this planet is made to be experienced through our own lives. Like, my reality can only be put into words that you can understand because we use the common language and metaphors, but... The experiences that I get to have, or the dreams that I have, or the feelings that I have, are solely for me, just like they're solely for yours or solely for you. So I literally be getting why some people are frustrated at times. They want to express what they understand and what they view in the world to other people. But when actuality in this life that you live, you're not going to be able to do that. You shouldn't try to force yourself to do that constantly. I'm getting that now. I'm getting it now. It's hard to share it. You feel like the person that you're sharing it to want to take it in, but uh-huh. it's very unique. Because some things you can say and some things you can't put into words. That I can put into words. But it's always here. It's like wow. 
So I'm thinking about why we the first day of humans is because there's second, there's a second and third, maybe fourth and fifth on this planet. Because we all know that there's a thing called aliens, but the whole thing about the aliens is like the races don't want to affect our life. The races don't want to affect our way of living and being inhabited. Like, what is it? Like, the ones that's different, like me, or those that are different. What, what is it that they decide to do? They, that, do we go missing because we got something to offer we think different and we well aware? Or do we just ignore you and think you're just in that job too? But if you have a certain kind of gift, so I need to things. I need to think. We're going to let you live as a human for as long as that runs its course and then take your spirituality and your brain and put it into another thing and be like, yeah, we like you. We're not going to let you go on to the next one. What is this? Damn, so crazy. Man, me sitting here a while pause make me understand. Yo, people would die right now in society if... Yo. You mean to tell me you got all these people? It could be 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Nobody take it upon themselves to cook at home or make food. The only people that should really be coming in here are people that are homeless. That should be that should really be realistically. People that can't afford a place to stay. Or traveling on the road constantly, day to day. Then the people have to be coming to Waffle House. You have police officers, people in uh, hospitals. You should have uh, truck drivers, taxi drivers, Uber drivers. People that work throughout the night, majority of them should be the customers. But they have so many regular people. To not be able to just cook food at home. Crazy to me. I'll cook food at home, but I don't got food stamps to buy a bunch of shit. And I stay in a rooming house. It'd be like, you can't, that kitchen? I get my situation what other people probably might be in. I work in the fast food, so convenient just to eat while you're at work and bring some home. Popeyes, KFC, Checkers, whatever it is, McDonald's. Makes sense to do. Oh my God, these people be out here hurting. Like I said, be saving lives, man. Not only a hero, but how many people would die if it was up to them? They would not feed themselves. They will literally come to work and spend their money just so they can eat. I'd be taking them out. This is the simplest of skills. There's no countries that don't got luxury fast food. They cook. Here are people not trying to cook. 
this lady came in. I said, I'm about to eat. I'm by myself. Give me 15 minutes and I'll be uh, done. Can't want to wait. Once, two, three in the morning hit and there's nothing open. By, by midnight, nothing be open on here. And I say that because of the, before the pandemic, everything's 24. You can eat whenever you want to or something and find the means. Motherfuckers won't be hitting up gas stations for canned food at this point. Or something to put in their stomach because they don't want to cook. They're going to microwave shit. It's going to be crucial. I think there's a conditioning where people just don't feel like they, they want to cook. They'll eat at the bars, they'll eat at the restaurants, but they will literally not try to eat at home. Just wow. Finally, I'm done. I'm full. I'm ready to go. Arr.